lawsuits. People suing farmers. Why? Well, there's money in it. Why wouldn't you? We've called it many times here on the program the litigation industry. Making money by suing people, forcing them to settle, never going to court often. But hey, it makes lawyers a lot of money, so they keep pushing out these. It's happening again in a big way here in Washington. Um, A lot of folks in the dairy community, family farms being targeted, but now it's these lawsuits are extending beyond the dairy community. What is going on here? This all has to do with labor and wages and rest breaks and rules and all of this kind of stuff. We've talked an awful lot about these kinds of issues uh, in recent months and years here on the program. Haven't we? Welcome back to The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop with Save Family Farming and joining me on the phone uh, this morning from the Washington State Dairy Federation, their executive director, Dan Wood. Dan, you know, I talked with your colleague there at the Dairy Federation, Scott Dilley, at least once or twice in the past few months about this Supreme Court case dealing with overtime. And now this situation that we talked about there is snowballing. Uh, if that's an accurate way to describe it. Explain what's happening right now as dairy after dairy after dairy, family farms, uh, get targeted. Well, and and it's related to that state Supreme Court case, uh, and the ink isn't even dry. The the state Supreme Court is considering reconsidering their ruling. So we have asked them to reconsider. They made a very bad ruling. took them a year to get there. And they're, in essence, applying a law retroactively. And so we filed our legal brief. They've asked the other side to file a response. So they haven't said they'll reconsider, but they're thinking about it. And so that's not even finished. And we've got ambulance chasing attorneys filing dozens of lawsuits around the state. And, And here's what I ask people to think about. Imagine you're driving down a road in your area and the speed limit is 45 miles per hour and then they change it to 35 for whatever reason but somebody has their security cameras and they know you've driven down that road twice a day and they say now for the last three years because we changed the speed limit today we're going to go back three years and ticket you for speeding 10 miles over and we're going to charge you a penalty because you were late in paying those tickets. No, no, hold, hold, hold the phone here a second. Because you know, I'm just a dumb radio guy. I'm I'm no lawyer, no lawmaker, none of that. I'm not a specialist in the law. But remembering back to, I think it was in junior high for crying out loud, and this is probably the wrong term here, but ex post facto, like that, that was supposed to be this basic idea where you couldn't pass a law and then criminalize or penalize people for having broken a law in the past that was new. Yeah. And it, ex, this is ex insane. Post, ex post facto is either a, a line from Harry Potter or... It means you cannot make a law and apply it uh, retroactively. You know, isn't that past. isn't that the law of the land? Isn't that co- what the Constitution yes, and says? It, and that that's the correct answer to the quiz. It's not a Harry Potter concept. <laughs> it's a legal concept, and it says you can't make a law and then go back and apply it. 
and and you can't hold people accountable for a law that hasn't been passed yet. I mean, this is this is like sci-fi stuff, right? This is a uh, whatever that uh, that movie was where they arrested people for future crimes they hadn't committed yet. So now they're now they're the Supreme Court is turning a law completely in reverse. So for sixty-one years in Washington State, the law said that for farm labor, you don't have to pay time and a half for hours worked over 40 hours a week. And the Supreme Court, after 61 years, on a 5-4 decision, state Supreme Court said, oh, no, 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 that's unconstitutional. Most of the farm employers uh, either weren't in business or weren't alive when this law was passed by the legislature. So the, the state Supreme Court has created a new law and said, oh, now we're going to leave open the idea that you'll have to pay three years of back wages and 1% per month penalty for those wages you didn't pay over the last three years while the law said you didn't have to. This absolutely boggles the mind. Dan Wood, Executive Director of the Washington State Dairy Federation, on the phone with us this morning here on The Farming Show. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Uh, here on KGMI, Dan, I mean, already legislating from the bench is questionable. And that sounds like what's happening here, where, where the court is really setting new law. That's supposed to be the realm of our legislature. But then beyond that, it sounds like they're, and again, it's they haven't made the decision on this from what I understand fully yet, but they're leaving the door open to something which I, I, sounds entirely blatantly unconstitutional to penalize people for something that was not the law at the time, it, it, as we have explained here, it makes my brain hurt. What is what is going on? Is there any precedent anywhere where something like this has happened before in this country? Uh, I'm, well, not that has held up in court. Um, so, th- you know, this is our state Supreme Court. So that's the highest level to appeal in Washington state on Washington state law. So we've asked them to reconsider. If they don't, and their ruling goes back down to the Yakima Superior Court where it started, then the question before the Yakima Superior Court will be, can they go back three years for claiming uh, the the wages and the penalty for not paying the wages they didn't know? Uh, and then... Um, and then that may get appealed back up to the state Supreme Court. Meantime, we've asked the legislature... To resolve this because the state Supreme Court never actually ruled on what we call the three-year clawback, you know, the the back wages and the the penalty. And so two bills have been introduced. Uh, In the Senate, it's 5172. And in the House, it's 1217. So 1217 in the House and 5172 in the Senate. And uh, those are Republican sponsors, but there are some Democrats that are looking at that going, gosh, we we might want to support that, too. We had conversations with some today. Mm -hmm. And it's an issue of fundamental fairness. So, you know, of course, I mean, it's crazy that we're having to talk about here in Washington state passing state laws that affirm basic legal values that are in the Constitution. It's it's just crazy, and it doesn't surprise. This should get clear bipartisan support if if any lawmakers in Olympia are about true fairness and and the rule of law and our our Constitution. Yeah, and and, uh, we would think that the issue of fairness is what is going to grab the attention on this. 
you know, just applying, you know, creating a law and then saying, we're going to apply it three years back on you and charge you penalty. Because that's what happens when you have a wage and hour violation, right? If you don't pay your employee for hours worked or don't pay them for breaks or whatever, then you can, they can go back three years on their claim. And, and there is that statutory, that state law that says it's 1% per month penalty for what you didn't pay that you owed. In this case, it was never owed. That, it seems like apples and oranges to me. Well, it, it, it uh, does. Um, and in Washington State, it's certainly apples. Uh, not, not, <laughs> not, not oranges. Um, not, grape, not grapefruit. Gra- grapefruit, possibly, according <laughs> to James Not Lee. grapefruit. Uh, we'll get the governor to figure out where the grapefruits are, are grown. <laughs> but, and, but it's not only agriculture. It, not only all of agriculture is affected, but uh, airline attendants uh, and real estate agents and people in sheltered employment also have exemptions from the overtime. And there are others. I just don't remember them all. But it's not mm-hmm. just an agricultural issue. And if it applies to dairy and the rest of agriculture, then it applies to the rest of the exemptions. Because the Supreme Court said that it's a privilege and immunity to exempt those employers from paying the overtime. And they've got the authority to do that. It's a very bizarre, tortured ruling. They brought up 100-year-old case law with slaughterhouses back in on the East Coast or, or, or you know, what was then the West of the United States, you know, the Midwest. And then they said, bah, but all of that doesn't matter. So <laughs> they went at great length citing the rulings in those cases and said, but it doesn't apply here. And it was just like it was like a, a reading a sitcom script. And it was a very tortured ruling, and it took them a year to get to it. And so we don't know all the backstory on it. But they don't have the constitutional authority to say, okay, now that we've made our decision, you owe for the last three years, even though the law said you didn't. If anybody violated the law, it was the legislature. Mm. The state state Supreme Court says it was illegal to provide that exemption. Well, it wasn't the employer that had that wrote the exemption it was the legislature so we're going to the legislature and say you need to fix this and you need to fix it because a minority of our state supreme court in their opinion said well we think they ought to pay the three years back wages and penalty it's just very very bizarre like i said is is the example is you're driving down the road and they've changed the speed limit and you're going to get ticketed for the last three years because you drove well, you, you should have known. You should have known that they were going to change the speed limit in well, course, you know, in three right. years and and slow right. down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, so it, it is crazy that we have come to this place. This is the Farming Show on KGMI. I'm Dylan Honkoop. We're talking with Dan Wood, Executive Director of the Washington State Dairy Federation. This was a dairy farming related case, but as you've pointed out, it's already having an impact far beyond just the dairy community on into uh, fruit farmers and and you know, really anybody in farming. And as you've mentioned now, uh, you know, other segments of our economy entirely, certainly this issue of whether or not overtime work is exempt from overtime or not has huge economic repercussions. But then this insane, uh, seemingly blatantly unconstitutional idea of having to pay for something that, you know, pay penalties for following the law uh, for the last three years 
um, that could bankrupt people, couldn't it? I mean, th- th- we're talking yes. about immediately yeah. forcing farms right out of business and right out of the state. And there are several uh, law firms that are filing cases like crazy right now based on that Supreme Court ruling against the overtime exemption. So in the last 30 days, during which we had Christmas and New Year shutdowns, you know, holidays, mm-hmm. there have been 24 cases filed. 24 lawsuits. Been, 24 lawsuits against agriculture, not just dairy, but apples, egg production, general farm labor contractors, and a lot of dairies. But it is spreading. And, and these people in, just see, see dollar signs. These lawyers. Oh, they're, they're ambulance chasers. They see dollar signs. You bet. And most of that, if they get any settlements on anything, these are sue and settle uh, firms. If you look at their websites, you see uh, them bragging about how much money that, you know, they've gotten their settlements. And they're advertising on radio for clients, people they've never met, and say, hey, you know, I, and I, don't, I don't know the translation of the ads, but they're basically, you know, dangling out the prospect of getting some money and so they're some- advertising, trying to find people to join their lawsuits. Sure. But to and, promising you know, the them is, money. Isn't that like some kind of bribery? Well, and, and an employee might get maybe $1,000 when it's all said and done. But the, the settlement uh, might bankrupt uh, the employer. And so there will be no, no job left um, for so, that employee yeah, you, you to get go a, to. You get a payout. And you lose your job. Is that really worth it? That's insane. Yeah, and, and they don't know that. I mean, they don't know how much this is going to cost. I mean, mm-hmm. they're not told that. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's really a pathetic thing that's going on. And this could cost millions and millions and millions of dollars and put a lot of uh, farms and potentially other businesses, if it goes on further and further, uh, out of business. And a lot of people could lose their jobs over this. And, and there's no good time to lose your job. It's even worse when you're in a pandemic. Absolutely. And for the rest of us who are worried more than we ever have been about food security, oh, let's force more food production away from our local areas and let's import it from other parts of the world. I mean, that, that's, right. the, that's the right. upshot anytime we're sending farming away from Washington State. Right. It's bad enough when you import oil and things like that and televisions, but it's really bad when you're having to import food, right? You, you depend on a foreign country's good graces in order to feed your people. That, that's a recipe for disaster. And, you know, we're reminding legislators of Julian Cribb's book from 2010 called The Coming Famine, mm. where he said by 2050, there will be 9 billion people in this world, and today's farmer will have to double production with less land, fewer inputs like fertilizer, uh, less water, all under the impact of climate change. And I, I tell them that. I said, do you have any questions? You know, why? At, knowing that, why would we make it harder for people to produce food uh, in order to feed the state, the nation, and the world? It well, just... It's, it's an asinine thing. It's carelessness. Obviously, we know about the state Supreme Court being a big player and driving this whole thing. We, hopefully, the, the state legislature can get involved and do the right thing um, and protect farming here in our state and food production close to home. Um, but what about these attorneys driving it? Who are these people? Where are they coming from? Uh, what interest do they... I, I, it sounds to me 
similar to what we've seen in the environmental realm where folks come along, they play with the public's emotions, things that people care about. Of course, people care about taking care of the environment and taking care of workers. So, you know, that's near and dear to them where the lawyers play off of that to make a lot of money really at the end of the day, not doing anything for the environment or for workers, but just lining their own pockets. So who are the uh, attorneys now doing this? There's a law firm out of Tri-Cities, uh, uh, Levy Schultz and something, uh, Wilson, maybe. Okay. Uh, Levy Schultz uh, out of Tri-Cities. Uh, there is a, 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 an attorney named India Bodine, Bodine out of Tacoma, and she's working with a California attorney, we believe, who has filed hundreds of lawsuits um, uh, down in California, and uh, uh, that attorney in Tacoma was uh, involved uh, with a lawsuit against a, uh, an Apple um, packer uh, in Wenatchee area before. Mm. And so they're just trying to wring money out of the, the farmers. And then there are a couple of other uh, onesies and twosies from, from different attorneys. But we've seen lawsuits in Yakima, in Benton, Franklin, Adams, and Pierce counties so far. I think so folks five, anywhere in the state counties. should be watching, though, because it sounds like this could, um, who knows, what, what, when when, and where do they stop? Well, if you're in real estate, you should be concerned. If you're a flight attendant, you should be concerned. If you're um, involved with sheltered employment and, you know, they don't have to, you know, pay the, the minimum wage and the overtime, you know, for people with disabilities, you should be concerned. And there are a number of other things. But most importantly, if you eat food, then you should be concerned. <laughs> Hmm. Because this is going to ruin a bunch of farms. If you eat and food, I, I think that that um, suggests the majority of us. Um, yeah, and that would include <laughs> drinking food too, like grape juice. You know, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not talking just chomping away. But you know what I'm saying? If you depend on agricultural products for your basic life, this should be of concern to you. And if you believe that laws should not be created and applied to past actions this should be of concern to you. And so that, you know, we've got both a constitutional and a, and a fundamental uh, food security problem uh, with this ruling and with the possibility of going back three years and penalizing people for uh, following the law. Well, our folks, uh, leaders down in Olympia definitely need to hear about this and we hope that they make the right decision and do the right thing. Uh, related to this uh, unbelievable, absolutely beyond the pale, insane um, that this, that we're even in this position, we are out of time. Dan Wood has been our guest. He's executive director of the Washington state dairy federation on this particular issue. The dairy community is at the tip of the spear, but it's spreading quickly beyond the dairy community to all of agriculture. And as you just mentioned, Dan, beyond the farming community and entirely, uh, this is something to keep an eye on. We're going to keep following this here on the program. We thank you for your time here uh, this morning to fill us in on the latest. All right. Thank you.